Logan, make another fucking vlog. It's I'm like it's that the Hulk. that that guy from uh, Big Mouth, the hormone monster. <laughs> Whip your dick out and fuck the vlog life. <laughs> yeah. Do you know who I'm gonna go see perform at the comedy show tonight? Who? Chris D'Elia. Hell yeah. That's going to be fun. That's going to be amazing. Welcome back to Impulsive, the number one podcast in the world. Guys, I am here with my roommate Spencer Taylor What's and Mike up? Malak. Today's episode is going to be fun. Hey, we have- uh, Hey man, um, I, sorry for interrupting, but that's definitely not Mike. Hmm? That's not, it's yeah. not Mike at no. all. Who the fuck is that? I'm your poppy. That's uh, right. GP oh. Is, GP is in the house. Yeah, you did look different today. That's yeah. not Mike. Yeah. That's, that's my dad. That is Guys, cool. my dad is here on the Impulsive Podcast. How are you, dad? Good. You like the beard? I do. I just shaved mine. Yeah, I got the idea from you. You look good. Thank you. Um, well, I'm glad you came to uh, the number one podcast in the world at your at your favorite son's house. Yes, absolutely. How's that other not so favorite son doing? Well, he's not as favorite as you. So, yeah. You love to see it. Ooh, okay, okay. Here. So, guys, Mike, Mike is Mike is gone. The, the joke was Mike is gone. Yeah. Uh, I think that was, the execution on that joke was about six out of ten. But six I'll, out of I'll 10, fucking yeah. take it. Holidays are coming up. Mike went home. How are you, Mike? We love you. We miss you. Um, and holidays are coming up for us too, guys. We have been banking podcasts, so we're still going to be providing you content when we are on a, a break. But um, yeah, thank you, Dad. We we, yeah, we yeah. love you. Hey, thanks for having me. Appreciate you. Thanks, GP. Uh, hey, thank see you, you after the podcast. Thank, thank we have a guest coming on Friday. Her name is Farah Abraham. That episode gets spicy and juicy as fuck. Very. So make sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts: iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, whatever, dude. I want to preface this uh, particular episode. By saying this, this episode is specifically for those who feel like they are lacking motivation, for those who may want inspiration in their lives or have yet to create or build something uh, that they have not done yet. This episode is going to be like fulfilling. Mm. You will feel fulfilled after this and hopefully, hopefully have some direction in your life to do what you want to be able to achieve your goals. We're going to get deep. With that said, I want to introduce our guest, guys. He is an author, Olympian, entrepreneur, motivational podcast guy man. He's currently running for the mayor of Antarctica. Wow. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Lewis Howes. <laughs> Woo! Yes, yes. Let's go. Yes. Let's yes. go. How are you? Let's go, champ. Ohio in the house. Ohio in the house. Lewis is from Ohio. I think that's how we first got connected. Yes, and, uh, Brandon. Because Brandon, oh, wow. I just saw Brandon actually a few weeks ago. Shouts, yeah. Brandon. Yeah. Dang, dude. Because we merch go, game, right? Merch game strong. Have Look, you been? Have you seen the facility yet? The I, new facility? Well, I, the reason I haven't is because um, my facility is the dopest. LoganPaul.com slash shop. Oh. But I'm sure it's great. Yeah, it's guys. nice, man. I saw all the, the designs behind the scenes. I saw the whole team. They're That's working amazing. hard for you, man. Really? Yeah, really Incredible. Hard. Yeah, it's nice. Incredible. Um, so yeah, well, I met you like what four years ago. I was gonna say, we go back four, maybe four, uh, I was Vine days. Man. I was 1920, I was still doing Vine, yeah. and I believe your podcast was the first podcast that I ever you went ever on. did. You were like, What are we doing here? How was that? You know what was interesting? You're the only, uh, the only person that wouldn't let me put a video out. 
<laughs> Wait, what? So we did audio and video, and Logan was like, yeah, bro, can you just uh, hold off on the video and not put this out? <laughs> he was like super particular at the time. He's like, I got to look a certain way. I got my image. I don't want other people doing videos of me. It's got to be my vlog or whatever. And you're the only one what? today. I still have the file, and I'm like, maybe I'll do like a clip someday, and he, oh, won't, yeah. he won't say anything. But I um. I was hoping you'd bring this up. Really? No, you would. I I was. Really? Yeah, wow. because I also did not forget about that. No way. Um, Jeff's here. He's smiling at me. My manager. He knows why. You Jeff know, is the you reason know, too. Do you know why? I was emailing with Jeff, and yeah. Jeff was like, "Cause <laughs> yeah, Logan prefers no video, just audio." And I was like, "All good." Well, because I, mean, I, I not like a diva I, or anything here. Did you oh. have like a pimple or something? Like a big juicy so, one? So here's here's the deal. <clears throat> I'm gonna open this. Open up. I've never said this on the internet. Oh, I have a good side. And it's this side. <laughs> how, how you doing? How you doing? And you're you're What's the other side. You're you shot Shut me on the wrong side. You should have oh, told me no, like switch should, seats. I well, bro, I was twenty years old. I didn't want to yeah. come into your podcast and be like, hey, eh, by the wow. way, can we switch the cameras to the other? Like it just wasn't. I didn't wow. feel like it was my place. Yeah. So instead, he said, so hey, he said, no by video. the way, no video. Yeah. <laughs> You're the only email. one. I've had the biggest people on. They're like, yeah, do whatever you I, want. I know, bro. It just like I oh, just. Good. Like, quite honestly, like, he's impulsive. Ogre. GQ Man of the Year. Oh. Ogre. Oh, gotcha. I don't know. So man. wait, all your GQ vlogs, man of the year. you never show the ogre side of you? <laughs> no, no, I do. Yeah, It's not like I can avoid it unless I can and deny <laughs> you posting the video. <laughs> but gotcha. uh, but, you'll notice, the but wow. you'll notice on my vlogs, I'm holding the camera in my left hand. Wow, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think it's because my hair... Parts that way. Swooshes mm -hmm. to the other side. You don't have a bad side. I'm looking at you. You really? are you are a good looking man. Thanks, mm -hmm. bro. Good looking Appreciate man. It, man. Appreciate you, it. You're omnidirectional. Like, omnidirectional. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> man, it's interesting without Mike here. It's kind of dope, huh? It's it's a lot quieter. <laughs> Is that a good there's, thing or bad? It's a distant laugh. <laughs> I was just kidding, Mike, Mike. We miss you. Mike, we do miss you. We miss you, man. I actually woke up this morning and uh do mm -hmm. you know anything about this man who sits here? No, <clears throat> he's uh he's he's out there, so out there that he's back in here. Yeah, three hundred sixty degrees around here. But uh, yeah, yeah. I woke up this morning with a little bit of emptiness in my heart because because my my mic wasn't here. Mm. Um, you got this mic though. I know. Truth, truth. That's all you need. We we've been having some uh pretty tame episodes, and uh, I want to I want to dive in and, and and pick your brain. Um, how many podcasts have you done? Seven hundred thirty. Something I don't know. Seven hundred thirty. Yeah, six, it'll be six years into January. That's a lot, That's dude. A lot, man. You were doing podcasts before they were cool. Before they were cool. Before like serial kind of made it popular, and all these other mm. you know networks started doing big things. But um, you were, yeah, I don't remember when yours was. It must have been episode three hundred. I, I, I look. I have I a look it up. I have a picture here. But you were, you know, it's interesting that you came on. This was before you started vlogging. Yeah, I believe. This was before you doing a lot of these things. You had just gotten, I think. Wow. Look at that. Look at that hair. Young Logan. Wow. Young pale Logan. Wow. Damn, what the F? I'm still that pale. And you, young Lewis. You, did you teach him how to pray here? Yeah, you were like. <laughs> this is where Lewis taught me how to pray. <laughs> I had a beard. Yeah, this is like pre-before I optimized in my studio too. But What happened? You haven't aged a bit. During this conversation. You know what was interesting? This was like where the moment where I realized like you had a lot of potential beyond just being like a vlogger mm. and beyond being like a personality and a YouTuber or a Viner and like <clears throat> the comedian online. I was like, you probably shared more in this interview than you probably, you know, openly about your mission and your purpose and like how, yes, you want to be the world's greatest entertainer. I think you said that in there. Damn. But you also said, 
you know, I want to impact people's lives. You were like, I actually want to do a lot of fun things and be crazy and goofy, but I want kids to know that they can also be whatever they want in their life. And that's when I was like, this guy is more than just a goofball online who's trying to get views or whatever. You're like a good dude at heart. Now you've made some mistakes or whatever, but it's like, I know that is still in there. And that's what's really cool is that you have an opportunity and a platform to really transform lives, which is cool. Truth, truth. And I try, I think um, <clears throat> one of the best things I've done this year is surrounded myself with the right people. Mm -hmm. Like literally starting with him, actually. Yeah, this um, guy's a good dude. Yeah. And you guys know, just, you guys just, we just you. met, but I could tell right away his energy and his, uh, Oh, you have no idea. We just chatted for like two minutes and I was like, Oh yeah, I get you. Yeah. Oh yeah. You have no idea, bro. Y'all, y'all yeah. are aligned on many. He's in like the personal growth space, you know, he was absolutely. like in that space. So, absolutely. Yeah. He's just like starting off as, as, as we all are, but, um, he just looks like a Zen master when you look in his eyes. Oh, just oh, like, I'm soaking it up. Man. You should right. see his room. You should. I, I'm, about to, I'm about to hire center. you to make my room look like yours. Yeah, I'm, I'm down. He, he's got fucking like crystals, lights, and, and crystals, oh, and, wow. and flowers, and plants. Everything. That's good. It's incredible. So, yo, so what, this was us. Like, when was this? Three or four years. Three ago. Three years ago, dude. But and, and, and it's interesting hearing you say like what it was about because the narrative is still the same for me. I've just done some. You don't look that bad on that side. Nah, that's what I was gonna say. Um, maybe your hair is just covering your whole face, so no one can see the organs. Yeah. Maybe we should release this like a little. Maybe, I should, get, maybe I should get the footage and let you put out a little two-second clip. That could That'd be, be cool, actually. Man. If you want to. I think we got to do so, it. You were about to, you said you were about to leak a clip, you fuckhead. Why you do that? <laughs> Why you do Dude, that? I wouldn't. <laughs> no, but we also, so beyond just doing a podcast and like doing yeah. the internet thing, yeah. we hung out at the Olympics. We did for like three or four days. Yeah. We were going around. Who was it? Mark was, yep. you were with Mark. Yep. I hit you up. I was like, I'm going to be there watching handball. And uh, man, that was actually hilarious. That's when you really went viral on Facebook you, and Instagram. You, you remember what video? I remember the video with the globe first off before going to the Olympics. Oh. But then the video that went viral at the Olympics was the whole like. <laughs> <laughs> the double dad. The dad video at you the Olympics. Guys got some incredible clips. I was just like. Did I tell you what it. we were doing? You were there for I was for I was there for like half the events yeah, we were at. Yeah. And we were always trying to run around to find like, where's the cameras? Where's the camera? And I just kind of like sat on the side and let you guys Ah, yeah. Camera. And uh, I was maybe like a half of my head in one of the clips. I do remember that. But I was we were at gymnastics. You guys were doing it. We were at beach volleyball. We Dude. were at basketball. All that <laughs> stuff. And then you had to take it down like two weeks later or something. Uh, or, yeah, it got, it got like 60, 70 million views. Huge. And then, here, check it out. I don't know. This one might get removed too. But Oh, wow. If Y'all may have seen this video. Me and my... Yeah, I was there with you guys. The hips. Yeah, me and my roommate. I'm like right below you. I'm like sitting underneath you guys. Lewis was literally right here on all these I'm events. I'm here on this too. Uh, Just dabbing at all the Olympic events. <laughs> yeah, you were, you were definitely here That's for that me, one. That's me, waving the flag. Yeah. Right. <laughs> That's me. I made it in the clip. So uh, please, NBC, don't... That was a, that was a fun experience because so fun. that's when I actually, not to toot your own horn, but that's when I actually saw the creative genius in you because we were walking down the street. I don't know if you remember this. And I was like, oh, crap. This is like a, this is a thing where like the internet and YouTube is like a thing because every 12-year-old was sprinting up to you. And this is what, two years ago? A little over two years in ago? Rio, bro, in Rio, bro. I didn't even know I had like... No one could speak English. They were just like, look, 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 like selfie everywhere. It was every three steps we were walking down, um, what was that? Copacabana or whatever yeah. it's called. We couldn't have dinner anywhere. You were just swarmed. And I was like, and that was fascinating <laughs> to me. The second thing that was fascinating to me was the way that your mind thought, like your creative genius, mm. because you would see something, you would get your phone out, 
and you'd be like, Mark, do this, 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 and you do something and you'd usually get it on the first take and then it just went viral. You know, whatever you're doing, I think it was a lot of Snapchat at the time. Mm, yeah, yeah. And I was just like, wow, just the way you were I always remember. thinking about creating content. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. I remember seeing you being so intrigued and I was like... <laughs> It's just, for me, it just, it's just what I do. Like, I don't yeah. even think about, but uh, it's funny you say that, man. If, if y'all thought that was good. Just wait. <laughs> we got some things cooking. Yeah. 2019 is going to be big. Hot. Wow. How, what are you doing for the break, by the way? Are you taking a break? Do you do that? No. Uh, I'm going to be here in LA working, and uh, it's a big end of the year for me and my business and brand. It's just like going hard all the way in. But I'm also going to Israel and Germany in January with the USA national team. So the, the Olympics... For those of you who don't know... I'm not an Olympic... We haven't, I haven't been an Olympian. That's what I said, though. It's all right. I'll take it. We're uh, speaking gonna, it into existence. I'm just going to say... Is that the goal? But the qualifying for the Olympics is this <laughs> next year. So, so the you're, on the, you're on the national USA men's team yes. and for I handball. Just, I just played this last weekend in Puerto Rico. Got it. Against the Puerto Rican national team. And we go to um, Germany and Israel to play with the USA team against... Uh, the Israeli national team, and then the Pan Am Games is in Peru uh, This in 2019. So if we win the Pan Am Games, we go to the Olympics. I remember you telling me about handball. Uh-huh. What is handball? Uh, look it up. Just search uh, handball highlights on YouTube real quick, and you'll see. Uh, how, like, how do you get into a, a real deal? A sport like this. It's an Olympic sport. A lot of people think of handball as where you hit a ball against the wall. This is like water polo on a basketball court. This is handball. Yeah. It's very physical, very fast, very athletic. Just it's a lot of yoke dudes just throwing a ball with their hands. dudes who can jump out of the gym, who um, are 6'6", six, 6'8", six, six, strong physical specimens. It's so fast, the sport. You're sprinting up and down. It's like basketball meets rugby meets lacrosse are you what does the training look like for this it's sport? intense man it like like, like weight, weightlifting or y'all get on a lifting a, sprinting a jump i mean it's a lot of court time because it's just like back and forth it's fast and you, and you have basketball. plays and stuff oh yeah yeah damn it's intense man it's, legit. it's huge in europe pretty much unknown in the u.s no one knows about it here but everyone knows about it in europe that's 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 interesting i wonder why that is do you, any I don't know, man. It's kind of like soccer. It took a long time for soccer to get big here. Yeah, I was about there's to say. no, there's, there's no professional league here. That's why it's, it's hard to get big. There's a lot of pro teams and leagues in Europe, but no pro league here. It's all amateur. So I, I think I said you were an Olympian because I thought I remember you telling me you, you almost made it to the Olympics. Yeah, yeah. And in my mind, you're just that great that uh, I just I'll think take I just, it. yeah, I'll take it. It's I all think good. I just you we speak things into existence. Here. We, That's it. That's we try. You interviewed Jake. I did. My yeah. brother. That was interesting too. Who's who's your favorite Paul brother? Man, I don't. I mean, it's kind of like your fight. It's a draw. Ooh, you gotta win, man. You just gotta win. It's a draw. I mean, what'd you think of that fight, dude? That was interesting. Fuck. You should have won that. I don't know why you didn't just knock him out. Should have. You just gotta. You can't let anything be a chance. You know what I mean? I know. I know. It was fun because I came and watched you and, and uh, Jake train for a day. Yeah. 
And oh, I, was, I remember that. And now you guys were in the zone, man. We go back, back. Yeah, I came to watch wow. you guys train. I got a photo. I'll send it to you if you want to put it up later or whatever mm. on here. Um, and it was fun to watch you guys train because I was like, man, if I was 24, I'd be doing this stuff too, man. I was like, I'd be fighting people and just like training for six months for something. It is It would fun. seem amazing because you're just in the zone it, all day. All day. For one goal. Yeah. For six months. Dominate. It's the only thing on your mind. It's the only thing that matters. I will say this. I have found myself being less and less motivated to go to the gym and work out, even though there's a rematch. It, we don't know anything about it. We don't know if the kid's going to want to do yet, it. Right? There's no date. He hasn't confirmed. He hasn't said anything. And um, I, I'm really good at attacking one you thing. You need a goal. And you, dude, when you with have a, a, go a goal with a date, it is so much easier to train. It's hard to just train for life. Yeah. Without having a goal. That's why for me, it's one of the reasons I still play handball because it's like it gets me motivated to train so much harder than just like, okay, I'm going to the gym to work out to stay fit. So if you if if someone does not have that goal, uh -huh. you got to find something. Is that is that it's it? having a goal? Create. I mean, once you create a goal, it's so much easier. Well, the studies have shown that when you have a goal, you're less likely to be depressed. It helps with depression. It helps helps with anxiety, all these different things. Just having a simple goal. It doesn't have to be like, I'm going to win the world championship in something, but just having a simple goal will help eliminate depression, anxiety, stress, mood swings, and gives you something to focus on. Like you said, you were probably more focused in that six months than in a long time. Ever. Ever. Yeah. Maybe when you were in high school wrestling or playing football, you were focused for that three-month season. It's like, we've got a goal. Yeah. But um, that's the key. I think a lot of a lot of young kids really don't know what they want to do. They don't have any goals. And I think if you can start with three to six month goals, and they can be simple, but just something to start working towards is the key, especially at the end of the year right now, thinking about next year, get clear on two or three goals and just start creating a game plan for them. Yeah. So so once you have the goals, because I don't know if you mm -hmm. remember, but I told you I'll, I would write my goals down. Yeah. And some of them, the bigger one, bigger ones, like I will be the biggest entertainer in the world. You know, mm -hmm. I'll look in the mirror and I'll repeat that to myself. I remember you saying that. 10 times in the morning, <clears throat> 10 times at night. Some law of attraction stuff right there. Absolutely. And well, you, you, so you're talking about, you know, kids not having goals and we have, we spend so much time in school around our parents. Like, what do you think is the, the disconnect there? Do you think our parents don't know how to help us set goals? Our well, don't, schools don't? Yeah. I think unless you're in a sport or in like a musical thing, like it's hard to have, you don't have a hobby. You're just going to school to get good grades. That's really the only goals you can set. It's like, I want to get good grades, but I think there's so much distraction right now. There's so many YouTubers creating content that it's hard to stay focused. You know what I mean? Absolutely. <laughs> you know what do you mean? As, <laughs> as I'm not paying attention, I'm like... I'm teasing. I think, uh, yeah, we're not taught how to set clear goals. And as an athlete, Logan knows this, as an athlete, like you walk into the locker room day one and the coach sits you down with the team and says, okay, team, what's our goal for this season? What do we want to accomplish? Do we want to win the state? Do we want to go to the playoffs? Do we want to win a certain amount of games? Let's write it. This is what my coach would do. Write it up on the chalkboard, whiteboard, whatever. And we'd all agree, like, is this what we want to do? Yes. Okay, we have a common goal and a mission. Now, as a position player, as a receiver, you get with your wide receiver coach, and you figure out your personal goals that's going to help us achieve this. What's our weekly goals? So for me, I just break everything down into simple daily steps, as opposed to being so overwhelmed by something that seems so far away. So <clears throat> you say simple daily steps. Yep. How far-fetched should these goals be? Cause like, yo, me, I'm a lofty fucking guy. I said, 
big ass goal. Which Dude, is good. When I was 19, I'm like, I want to be the biggest entertainer in the world. And I was like making Vine videos. People were like, yeah, yeah, good, luck, good luck, kid. Yeah. And now it's like, <clears throat> oh, this, this could happen. Like, I'm 23. I got a lot of time. Mm -hmm. But I always have been a, a big believer in, uh, and I love this saying, shoot for the moon. And even if you miss, you'll land among the stars. Mm -hmm. That's scientifically not true. <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's set big goals. Yeah. And I'm sure if you do your best to pursue them, great things will happen. Yeah. I think it's like the Matthew McConaughey model where he's like, I'm always chasing myself like five or 10 years out. You know, he's like, and I'm never going to get there. I'm never going to make that happen, but I'll make something happen in the next few years. And then I got to go for the next thing. And he's always chasing that thing further out. And I think to be the biggest entertainer in the world in 2019 is probably a goal that is highly unlikely, right? Highly unlikely. Highly unlikely. Yeah. But to say that is my overall mission. Like, so we want to have a goal that's like, this is my overall mission to be the biggest entertainer in the world. Now, what most people don't do is they don't have something underneath it, a foundation that says why. So if you just are like, I want to be a billionaire, why? If you're mm. just chasing the mission with no substance underneath, no foundation, that's when you start doing things, saying yes to things or no to things that are going to screw up your brand, mm. screw up your life, make you feel stressed. Maybe you make a decision that is a mistake that you look back on and you say, I probably shouldn't have done that. Um, or that was a, a hard lesson to learn that I didn't need to learn. So biggest entertainment in the world, why? Why do you want that? That's a great Who do you question. want to serve? That is a great what, What's it going to do for you? How are you going to feel when you achieve that? Is it going to be enough? Are you going to need more? What's, you know, what's the downside to being the biggest entertainer in the world? Are you going to have to have security 24-7? Are people going to start coming after your family? Are you, going to, are you going to have all the takers wanting something from you all the time? So it's understanding the mission, why, and then asking yourself, like, will that be enough for me? And if not, you got to ask deeper questions. I love that because I, a lot of times subconsciously, I, I don't even think about why it just like makes sense to me. So it's good to, when I, when I was in my twenties and I see a lot of myself in, in, in you, I mean, you're much more talented in a lot of ways, but I see, <laughs> I see where I was at in my twenties that all I wanted to be was the greatest in the world. <laughs> that was my mission. Whatever I did, I was like, I need to be the best. I need to be the best in my sport. Then when I trans transitioned out, it was like, I need to make the most money. I need to be the best. Everyone needs to know my name and my industry. And I need, me, need to be number one. If I wasn't number one, I was the biggest jerk and loser in the world. And <clears throat> here's the thing. It worked. It got me to being the best at what I was doing all the time. Yep. But then I never felt good. I never felt fulfilled. And so I was like, okay, why am I doing this? And when I hit about 30, I started to realize like, okay, I need a deeper foundation of why to chase some big dream. That way it is more fulfilling when I achieve it. And I'm not angry and stressed and frustrated constantly on the journey. What so became your why? <clears throat> as opposed to needing, I, I was constantly trying to prove people wrong. You know, I was bullied and picked on a lot growing up. Uh, and I was just like, F these kids, F the haters, F the doubters, like whoever, didn't matter. I'm gonna prove the world wrong about me. And I'm gonna make them all look silly. And in doing so, I made myself look silly. Yeah, I achieved what I wanted. I made tons of money, you know, New York Times bestseller, you know, top podcast, uh, all these things. But it was like, what's the, you know, I didn't feel good. And if you achieve your goal and feel like crap, what's the point? <clears throat> 
No, I'm just, I'm just thinking because <laughs> you blew his uh, mind. No, I, well, I'm checking myself right now. Mm-hmm. That's healthy. I'm, I'm really checking myself. And if it's, yeah, so if it's why, if it's because I want to prove all these kids wrong. Wh- and, which, which, by the way, my opinion can be a valid thing. But like you said, it's when you get there and when you prove all the people wrong. It's like, now, now, now what? Do it, I love what I just did for the yeah. past five years of my life? Uh, anger, being driven by anger or proving people wrong is the second most powerful fuel in the world to achieve. Like I will sacrifice my body, my energy, sleep, whatever it is to prove people wrong. Yeah. But that is not sustainable. That'll burn out eventually. What is sustainable and is the most powerful fuel is lifting others up, is proving people right, lifting them up and being of service to a greater cause. So instead of me, and I'll use me as an example because I feel very in this position right now, instead of me looking at all the naysayers and the haters and the people who say that I can't do X, Y, Z and letting them fuel me, take my audience, my fans, the people who do appreciate and consume my content and go, yo, we're going to do this together. Bring mm-hmm. them up with me. And I will not let you down again. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, yeah. But it's focusing on the 90% of people that are with you and that believe in you and that you want to serve at a higher purpose. Mm-hmm. And when you focus on... You know what? There's going to be 10, 20, maybe for you, it's 50% of people hate you right now. I don't know. It's like, there's going to be a group of people that are against you. But when you focus on how can I serve the people that are with me and try to get the people that are against me, maybe to just start saying, Hey, I'm coming from a more positive place, which I've seen you do over the last six months, which has been great. It's like, I'm focused. I'm not even talking about the haters anymore. I'm not even talking about proving people wrong. I'm not even talking about any of that. I'm focused on lifting people up. You come from a place of service, of a place of we are creating media content, you know, entertainment and positive stuff. We're coming from a place to serve people, to lift them up. You will be the biggest entertainer in the world if you come from that place. Look at the entertainers who became the biggest movie stars in the world who were coming from a more negative place or self-absorbed place. They eventually hit the top and then they all crashed. They had alcohol, drugs, whatever it may be. And it took them years to kind of rehab and get back. That's because they were their why was from a, a, a place of proving people wrong, anger, trying to be right. And I think if you want to be the biggest in the world, it's not about competing against other YouTubers or entertainers. It's about collaboration and lifting everyone up. Mm. I was going to ask my next question is what about competition? I used to be the most competitive person where I was like, I want to beat you. I'm going to look, act nice and this and that. But in the back of my mind, I was like, F this person. Like, how did they get that gig? How did they get this? I should have been number one. I should have been this. And I played nice face to face, but in the background, I was like angry and fueled by like needing to beat those two or three people ahead of me. Now I'm like, why am I competing against these people? Why not just collaborate with them? It's so much easier to build together. It's so much easier when you do it all on your own. It's just so much more work as opposed to saying, let me get, you know, five, 10 other guys who are in the same type of space as me and let's do stuff together and all help each other's missions, you know, collaborate, come together as opposed to compete. I just feel like that's more sustainable. And you're talking to the I most think, competitive guy as well. Yeah. who wants to win who comes from that space. I, yes, I know. I know you're competitive yeah. as fuck, bro, yeah. but <laughs> I, I think the key word there is sustainable, sustainable, sustainability, because for me, long-term, man, bro, seriously, long-term for me, dude, like I, love competition i thrive off it i'm in like Live. i'm in that i'm in that mode where it's like yo you and, I've, and I've, I've said this for for my og low gangsters i've said 
I will always run faster if there's someone r running next to me. Yeah, like Will Smith model. It's like, exactly. I'd rather die on the treadmill Literally than let you win. Would rather die. I get the feeling, man. Yeah. I get that feeling, but the sustainability. But Will Smith is great at collaboration. True. He's True. great at lifting others the, up. He's I think promoting other people. He's There's a balance. A balance. My brother Jake. Yeah. Was since from when I was like 20, he was 18. And he saw me. With this, uh, and I coined this term, proud of it, bulldoze mentality. I'm going to dominate, destroy, yeah. beat everyone in my path. And what did he do? He goes, dog, he put it on the background of his phone. He go, what, what was the saying he put on the background of his phone? He goes, if, if you're thinking about others, like, that's not, uh, there's like some slogan he put uh -huh. that was basically like, yo, don't worry about what everyone else is doing. Just focus on yourself. And I remember like, sort of disdaining him and being like, yo, like, mm. it, sure, but then you sort of get lost in your own little world, which may not be right either because going internal, yeah, may, for some people that might work because he's still like st sort of straight away from collaboration. Yeah, um, Jake and I both sort of do. Um, so how, how do you... This is collaboration. You know, you this, bring people I, on, people I are going to promote you. You know, it's like... Um, I'm not a, not like against this sort of collaborate. I just maybe because this is sort of a skewed um, mm -hmm. medium format. Yeah. Yes, like we we have to have, we have people. a guest yeah, on yeah. like the podcast, but like vlogs specifically and like I don't know music, mm -hmm. uh, any like feature film type work that we're doing. Like we just shot a, a documentary. It's uh, my opinion is, and this is like cocky, and I'll say it's cocky. Is like I I don't believe other people in in my space are able to match mm, the your, type of output that we are that we are energy, creating your commitment your dedicate all that stuff. whatever it is like i just i like dude i'm the maverick that's i created a brand called maverick i right. want to create people who are like yo i got this i'm independent i know i can mm -hmm. do it i don't want to foster that belief thinking you can only do it yourself you can't could you build this empire on your own absolutely fucking not right, right. i cannot so i find other mavericks like-minded people people who think the same way as I do, like the man sitting to your right, yeah. like the man that was sitting to my left when we first created this show. Rest in peace, Mike. <laughs> um, so how, how do you steer mm -hmm. back on path then? If you, obviously you don't want to compete, you want to collaborate. I think what Logan's getting at is in that might not be competition as it is your, your, really valuing your inner circle yeah right? i think it's smart i mean look at look at pitbull you know that guy built really built a brand really fast by collaboration i look at jay balvin who i've had on the podcast as well it's like he's partnering with people that are like-minded like him who are also superstars that they can do a song together that they can both rise up together i, I love see i i love that mm-hmm it's it's weird because I do walk this line and even Jake's like, yo, like maybe do more collabs. Um I think you gotta say, this is someone I want to collab with. Who are the five people this year? Who are like, the other who are the other Mavericks yeah. in my who, space that I'm like, yo, I love these people? Who are the people that are compliment me that aren't competitive with me, but compliment? Yeah. Maybe it's a female that's doing something different than you, but you're like, wow, that's we've got a similar audience, but it's different. Yep. And if I promoted her, I would get her following and she'd do the same for me. So it's like finding the right partners. It's not just like I'm collaborating with anyone who wants to and anyone who's like me. No, it's like, how can I really step up with the right people? I had a deep, deep conversation with uh, one of my best friends in the entire world the other day. Um, granted, 
it was late at night, and in between talking, we were passing a bottle of whiskey back and forth yeah. on a balcony. However, yeah. for one of the first times in my life, a friend of mine checked me. He gave me notes on my personality, big notes on the way I'm living my life, which not a lot of people do. Mm-hmm. And um, why is that? Are people afraid to kind of like give I, you feedback? I or? think I think yes. I think yes, but also people often look at me and they're like, oh no, he's got it figured out. He's doing things right. Like clearly something's going right. Like, but I'm not sure if I, if it's my place to give Logan uh, opinions that I think about him. Um, I will say I invite anyone in my circle and they all know this to be candid. I think being candid is like after this podcast ends, Spencer's going to give me notes. I may give him notes. We give Mike notes all the time. Um, but it's because it's it's the only way to improve and get better. Otherwise, no, like no one's opening their mouth. Feedback is key. Key. But, but sometimes people may not feel like they can give you feedback. Otherwise, you might be, your ego's hurt. I'm not saying this happens, but you might be like, okay, I don't want to hang out with this person for a while. So that never happens. That's good. I, I, I love That's good. feedback. However, 90% of the time, I feel like the feedback is... On some grade A basic quality. level, it's not. like uh, for example, it's not good feedback. Yeah, the feedback that my friend gave me, he goes, uh, he goes, Log, um, I feel like you don't value other people's opinions as much as you should. Um, That's powerful. It is. And so I checked myself. I was like, mm. because you probably feel like you always have the best idea, and you're like everything. Not you at do, all. Everything you do like works, and it's a hit. Almost, right? Almost yeah. everything, but n- not at all. Am I like, though? This is the best idea. It's interesting because my, I, I I kept myself open. Mm-hmm. I check myself. I'm like, yo, is that is That's that true? I, I go, I, I tell him, I go. Thank you for that note. Yeah. I don't think that's true. What else <laughs> do you have to say? like elaborate, please? And um, it it became clear to me that. Uh, we, we haven't been as tight as I would like to be. He's, do, he's doing things. I'm doing things. But it became clear to me, like, I, I think because of this crazy journey I've been on this year and um, the things that I, I, I put on the internet, like, my internet personality is not, is not who I am in real life. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a side of me I have that, sure, like that high energy, whatever. But um, what if... What if feedback and I, again i try to stay open but what if the feedback is is outlandish you don't agree with mm-hmm. it and and the notes people yeah. like how, I, I i'm a i'm a demand for feedback in my life i'm sure just like you you get thousands of comments of people that's giving you feedback in a sense they're giving you their opinion i'm getting emails all the time from people who are saying things uh that are constructive or maybe not constructive a lot of it i used to take uh very personally the feedback I used to be like, you don't know me. You don't get what I'm doing. Now I look at it. Uh, anytime I get a critical feedback, I just say, okay, there is something I did here with this interview or the book or whatever I did that did not resonate with this person. Doesn't mean it didn't resonate with 99% of people. Just this person, maybe they were off today. Maybe something hurt them or frustrated them. So I take it with a grain of salt. And I also think of, okay, how can I connect with that person better? What can I do? Is there any truth to this feedback? Some things I listen to and I apply and other things it's just like, no, I don't, I don't, it doesn't land on me. It doesn't work for me. So I'll keep doing what I'm doing. That's where I ended up landing. Yeah. I keep my mind open. Yeah. I really, really listen, whether it's the thousands of comments, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. I go, I, I, 
I, I measure it and I am able to learn, adapt, and grow based on whether or not I think that is true. Yeah. That's honestly part of the reason I've been able to build and adapt throughout the years. Cause like mm-hmm. I'm I'm not just I'm always right. That's no, good. please check me. That's good. If I'm doing something wrong, point me in the right direction. And if I think your comment or feedback is incorrect, like I'm going to keep mm-hmm. doing my thing for a little bit. Yeah. Based on results, that's how you should look at feedback. Is, w- is what I'm doing working? Is it helping me achieve what I want? If not, then I need feedback. Like, tell me, how can I improve to get the result I want, to get the goal, to make the impact? Yeah. How do you maintain that balance of that ideal self and true self? You talk about this all the time. So you're mentioning you want to, you have these two different entities, real life Logan, internet Logan. How do you make sure that's healthy? Well, I'm never trying to like act, you know, I guess you're adding like a persona, right? uh, Sometimes. I mean, I've done less and less of that, especially on this podcast. Part of the reason I love it so much is because I don't have to like be this high energy. Yeah. Like I'll just be me for an hour. Yeah. I think it's something that he talked about. I don't know if you still do this where you look in the mirror every day and say these things, Mm -hmm. but I think I'm constantly looking at um, when I do meditation or any type of visualization practices, I look at not in the mirror, but I imagine if myself was right in front of me, like the greatest version of me where everything is optimized. Like I'm perfect health, perfect minds, like everything is optimized. And I look at myself and I'm like, man, I'm so far away from that person I want to be who's right in front of me. And I think, what are the things I need to do today to just get a little bit closer to that person? Because that is the truest ideal version of myself. The one with like the best thoughts, the best actions, the best intentions, and um, I just think about that as often as possible when I get off. I'm like, what would the greatest version of me look like, be like, feel like, act like? And I just focus on trying to be better. I'm never going to reach that, but I just try to focus on being better every day. Do you think the more distant we are from that that perfect self, do you think that's where we experience the anxiety and the oh, depression yeah, and all that? Absolutely. Absolutely. The farther away we get from like our truest self, ultimately you want to like, here am I. Here's my best self. I want to like merge the two and just become one with my greatest self eventually. It may never happen, but the closer I get to it, the more full I am, the more love I have, the less stress I have, the less anxiety. The farther we get away from that, the more we focus on negative things, on beating and dominating people as opposed to serving people, on uh, alcohol and drugs all day long as opposed to having a clear mind, on you know being nasty towards other people as opposed to being kind. Like the farther we away we get, the more uh, distraction, the more stress, anxiety, the more drugs we're going to need to take to feel better. And we're going to always be asking, why am I here? What's the purpose? Why am I here? Right. And when we start asking, why am I here constantly? What's the purpose of my life? That becomes destructive. So, Well, there's a lot yeah. of people who struggle to, to uh, ask that question and feel comfortable with that uncomfortability not of not fun. knowing what you want with Especially your life. Especially if you're like you're a teenager. Most of your audience is like yeah. teenagers, young 20s, right? Yeah. I mean, most. I, mean, I didn't ask those things. I was like, where's the next girl I can like hook up with? You know, it's like you're thinking about yeah, same here. other stuff. You're not thinking about like, <laughs> and um, that's the challenge. I think it's hard to find a mission and a purpose when you're 12. It's hard to find like goals other than like, I just don't want to be grounded. I want to be able to go out with my friends and like go to school. So I think you've got to find some activities that inspire you, whether that's music or dance or vlogging, whatever it may be, you got to find something that inspires you and just throw yourself into it and start creating goals around it. Um, I was curious not to go off track here. I was curious because I wanted to ask you this when you're talking about the things you've been through this year. 
Have you shared yet on this podcast or on your vlog the three biggest lessons you learned from this year? Shared one, it, and it wasn't actually on this podcast. It was so we had Access Hollywood on yesterday. Yeah, and uh, in their piece, Scott Evans, the correspondent, asked me what what my biggest lesson. He asked me what my single biggest lesson. What are your was. top three lessons from twenty eighteen that that you felt um, you learned the most by something you did? something you didn't do, or something you watched someone else do? Ooh, this is getting juicy, unimpulsive. It's a great question. Um, what's, uh, the, what's the one you shared? The one is slow down. It is the first thing that comes to my mind, and I can not point to that as the reason for what happened, the singular reason for what happened, but that is, a, that is huge. Slow down. What happens when you... Continue to speed up too much every day. You get year lost. Year. You get lost mentally. And then what happens? You, you make mistakes. You, you make mistakes. You screw yourself over. You hurt other people. Mm. It it horrible. And it's and it's again, my 2018 year in review video is is coming out soon. And this is gonna all be highlighted in it. But when you're moving at a pace that fast. Um, creating a daily vlog every single day for 460 days and not even not even just like a hey guys so today I'm gonna go to the hospital and visit my grand it's, it's like, like a produced it's a produced like yeah. yo what the fuck is popping <laughs> today we're lighting my brother on fire like <laughs> like yeah you guys are trying to make a viral video yeah, every, yeah. Day. every day cool well, my so theory hard. was you you I'm going to, I'm going to, again, bulldoze mentality. I'm going to hop into the vlog space. I see Roman Atwood, Fousey Tube, uh, Casey, Casey Neistat yeah. do, doing these vlogs. I'm going to inject so much energy, <laughs> hype, adrenaline, and fun into these vlogs. People are going to fucking love them. You hear the intensity I'm talking? Yeah. This was inside that my was brain. His, that, was Every, that was daily. Logan, make another fucking vlog. It's, I'm like, it's that, like the Hulk. That, that guy from uh, Big Mouth, the hormone monster. <laughs> Whip your dick out and fuck the love life. Uh, uh, that was my mentality, okay. bro. Okay, so slow down because when you're going so fast all the time without taking moments, breaks, you're going to mess up. You're going to hurt yourself. You're going to hurt other people. Yes. So lesson number one, slow down. And I would like to add that I see you slowing down, but also living with urgency and, and more intention. That is a great way yeah. to put it. Because slow Super down. That and, is a great way to put it. And be focused. Urgency. Don't s slow down everything. Like, let's get stuff done. Facts. But be intentional about it. Intentional, yeah. smart, and, and calculated. Let me, and let me take some time, like 10, 20 minutes a day to just like lay in the backyard with my dog or like get some sun or just chill with my boys. Yeah. That's what the Access Hollywood uh, Scott uh, was trying to say to Logan is his advice was you should take two years off. And Dang. obviously that's not the that's way to do it. Like people might want to see People might want to see that, but we've taken a completely different approach this yeah. year. A sustainable, so long-term marathon approach as opposed to I'm sprinting the 40-yard dash every single moment of my life. Like you're running marathons and ultra marathons, so you can be the greatest entertainer in the world, but you're going to have to be intentional and live with urgency. I love that word, so. intentional. I love okay. it. So that's lesson number one. What would be lesson number two? The biggest lesson of the year. Lesson number two. Listen. Ooh. Listen in, how, in what way? Listen to the people around you. Listen to what they're saying. Listen to your audience. Listen to your friends. Listen to your family. You're not right about everything, old Logan. How old are you now? 23. 23. No. So I, I, I was... I, I was told 
by two of my closest friends in the entire world in the month of December t- 2017. They said, yo, I do not like how you're acting right now. You are being irrational. Both of them said this. At separate times. Wow. They said the same thing. One of them said, you are going to take a hit. You are going to take it. I don't know what it is. I can't tell what it is, but you are going to take the biggest hit of your life, and it's going to take a long time to come back. I go, dog. Someone actually said that to you. Yes. Wow. I go, yo, I am... The biggest vlogger in the world I'm right untouchable. now. Yeah. I'm untouchable. Like, wh- what is going to go wrong that could make that happen? I have a great team around me. I have great friends. Everything's perfect. He goes, dude, I don't know. I don't know what it is, but I've been there. Because he had. He goes, I've been where you are. I don't know if it's going to be a monetary thing. I don't know if it's going to be like a, an audience a, thing. Yes. Or a- he goes, but I know it's going to. And I was like, sure, whatever, dude. Like, <laughs> um, was told that again by someone else I love. Wow. Three days before. This wasn't like a combined intervention. This was like both of them had the same idea. Wow. She goes, you are going to shoot yourself in the foot. You are, I like, I've never seen this version of you. And again, I was like, nah. And then even in the videos leading up to the thing in Japan, it's very clear. Something's going to happen. Something is not going right. Wow. Um, So listen. Listen. Okay. Very, like, just listen. Um, and be open to feedback. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Which, which I thought I was. And, yeah. I, like, I, to a degree I was. It just, it's just hard. And, again, I said this on Access Hollywood. I urge creators, friends, family um, to really check yourself mm-hmm. and make sure you're listening to the people around. Like, really hear them out and consider them, even if sometimes you don't think they're right uh, upon first hearing what they have to say. Mm-hmm. So we yeah. had uh, slow down. We had listen. What would be the third one? Biggest lesson that you think will transform not only your business, your brand, your empire, but also your life in 2019 and beyond? I think empathy. I think I think being aware of people beyond just yourself. Mm. Were you only thinking about yourself 24-7? Not only. Granted, I was still, like, nice. Like, I, I did – I mean, I, I hate, like <laughs> – Here's things I did for other people. Like I sure I did things for other people, but it, that that was capped. There was a point where I was again. I really was just like, "Yo, I'm the maverick. I'm gonna do this myself. I got this. I can do it." And to a degree, I was right. But being so out of touch and ignorant to the social climate mm. um, f- screwed me over. I I I didn't feel for other people. I didn't even think about how they would react to the thing I posted. I, I, I knew it would cause like waves, but I, I, I don't know. Nothing, no, there was nothing going on up there. It was just machine process of shoot, edit, post. That's it. Dominate. Dominate. That's it. And so the empathy is something. And this is, this is the biggest lesson, I think. Mm. They're, all, they're all huge. The, but it's the one that to this day I'm still – working on I, I i'm really trying to be empathetic towards people how they feel listen hear them out see if i can help them understand where they came from what their upbringing was and how they were raised in their life and 
I think as a creator, that really, really helps the type of, of content and the flavor of the content that I'm putting out. Cause it's not just, it, it, it comes with a, a, a relatability that, that people see like, I'm a kid from Ohio, bro. I'm from Ohio. And I became this vlog boy, internet kid mm-hmm. who was only like when I was making videos the, and, and, and producing content every single day, I didn't, I didn't see what was happening. I saw money, cars, big house, friends, family, girls. Like I was blinded by this thing. And that's why I say like fellow creators, it's, it becomes so toxic. Please, please check yourself um, before, before you make your next move. And if you think you're in good standing, ask your friends, the people around you, your team, go for it. Keep doing mm-hmm. your thing. But e- empathy and thinking about the, the consequences of your actions. Mm-hmm. I love that. Those are good insights and good awareness. Now I'm curious, how long have you been, how long have you known Logan Spencer? I've known Logan for about three years, three years. And in the last year, uh, what would you say has been his greatest strides that he's made? Are any of those things, those three things yeah. that he's made strides in? And, yeah. And what has been his biggest, um, the thing that you're most impressed with that he's actually done in the last year? I would definitely say he's made serious steps in all three of those things. Really? Yeah, he's not just just talking about it. Um, the, you're the, with him every day. Yeah. You, you live here, you're yeah, around Yeah, so I, I came in um, after January to help him with documentary, mm-hmm. um, new vlog content. So coming in and working with Logan, it was like, you know, a lot of me learning how to get out of his way as well and let him <laughs> let learn. Him go. Because like part of me, I wanted to come in and like share a lot of what I've learned and what my mentors have taught me. But I realized like, yo, I got to take a step back. Let him still fail. Let him Mm, make those mistakes, but not judge and not not leave when he makes that mistake that I see. I told you so. Right. I don't like that because if when people say I told you so for me, it makes me feel like shit. So the biggest thing that I've noticed from Logan is is uh, that teamwork like that really looking around and making sure his people are, are mm-hmm. all right, caring about his people. And he's probably noticed it, but that's attracted like a, such a high level of people. Quality here. people. Quality. Well, they all, well, we all, we all care about each other. We all really like each other. That's good. So it's like, um, it's, it fosters a really healthy environment where mm-hmm. we can have open conversations and be nice. And, and, uh, even though we, work together there's a there's a friendship yeah of course you know what do you think is the 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 biggest challenge that he's gonna have to overcome still to get him to like the whole nother level that he wants to be at i know you know the answer an answer there's because there's many (laughs) there's there's one or two things what's the thing what comes to the guy who's very i can already tell he's got a great perspective oh yeah he sees everything. Everything. He's aware of what's going on. He doesn't have to speak at all. He just knows what's happening. That's what I feel at least. I'm yeah. It might not be the an- answer you expect, but what I see is with your brand, Maverick, it's doing something different. It's being someone who goes a different path. And what you, what I see as the challenge is, what do you see as as a Maverick in the world that we live in today? Is it something that is your identity or is it the world's identity? Because I think if you want this brand to be a billion-dollar, multi-billion-dollar brand, look at what the world needs. Mm. Look at what kind of maverick the world needs. Not what you want to be, but what the world needs. What because does the world need in your mind with, with Logan? It, everything you're explaining, empathy, mm-hmm. compassion, love, sustainability, like all these things that community, when we grow up, yeah. yeah, community, all these things that when we grow up, we think, oh, that's not what a man does. You know, that's not, that's not cool. But I think we live in this world where 
all those things because so few of people actually do it. It's cool oh. and it, it's so different. So interesting. So maybe are you saying flesh out the message a little bit? Because I love that note. And by the way, that is like my version of a maverick is much different than Sally, who goes to school in Iowa. Like it, I, I'm, I'm when I say when I and when I refer to be a maverick, I'm telling you like, yo, if you're at school and you find yourself doodling in class and you're like, wow, these these are really good, like. Go be a cartoon animator if you want to. If you're always drawing cool, like, and and other people are like making fun of you because you're like the weird kid chasing dragons, like, go write a movie, go write a, a, a sci-fi script. Um, I I love weirdness. I love the people who feel isolated because mm-hmm. when I was in school and I was making dumbass YouTube videos, no one was like, yeah, those are really funny. They're Keep like doing it. They go, yeah, they go. Cool. What are you? What are you? Doing? What, are you what are you doing? You want to be a YouTuber? I don't. Yeah. I, I guess I don't know. I just am like having fun. <laughs> Weird. So what I'm hearing you say is is continue to reinvent the word and the message for what's needed in the world. Yeah. Not what you want or wanted is like, be the best, dominate, be the magnet because you're different, and blah, 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 but like continue to evolve with what the world needs with the tagline and the overall message is what I'm hearing you say. Yeah. I think when we see the problems that we're facing, you know, we have to look at us first and mm-hmm. say, how can I change who I am? Because nothing outside of me I can actually change until I first change myself. So I think that's the process we're all going through. But I'd see that's the process that you're going through in particular, Logan, that I think going into 2019, as long as you stay on that path and you don't forget about the path that you were on and you keep shedding those layers, great things are going to happen. What's the one skill that he could master Maybe it's a, an internal skill. Maybe it's a, an acting skill, or a musical skill, or, you know, uh, yeah, an I empathy think, skill or whatever yeah. it is. What's the one skill that if he mastered will elevate everything else? Mindfulness. Fuck, he's been telling me this. So you just mean meditation or just taking time to, to relax and breathe? Yeah. Um, I mean, Stepping away, key, meditation. Yeah, I know. It's, it's, I, mean, you I, gotta, know. You, I haven't been to your backyard, but I've seen videos. You've got a very tranquil backyard. I, think, I know. Like, well, because I love the energy. I just am not fostering it to us. And, bro, he, he tells me everything. So, so how could you support not only Logan but the team in – creating a mindful practice within the Maverick brand. He's doing like it. Well, this 10 is, minutes every morning. He's like, doing you it. Go out there, everyone's got it. You're like leading the meditation. It, you're putting on. The, he's done that. Yeah. We just like. So you got to do it daily. Yeah, yeah. I know. We you got to, you got to show up every day yeah. and say, guys, this is like a non-negotiable. You got to be out here like three days a week, at least. I think that's a big thing for me too. Cause what Logan, like this has been a lot about Logan, but for me, my perspective towards him, but the thing he's helped me out the most, maybe he doesn't see that is my confidence. Because like internally, I've had all these things. I've had mentors. I've been around older people a lot over the last few years, which has given me a lot of uh, different perspectives. But he's given me that confidence in myself. You got this. Go do it. it. Do it. it. Come on, bro. It is so evident, by the way. Mm -hmm. And uh, end of the year, note to friend, I'm very proud of you. Oh, wow. Uh, You, I mean, you you were glowing when you came into the house at the beginning of the year. But uh, man, you are fucking dope human like i love this kid yeah um you guys like him around you yeah no seriously and we we were doing the uh leaded meditations at the beginning of the year and and they're kind of like fell off and faded and it's the end of the year and my mind is elsewhere i'm kind of like drinking a lot and having fun and partying but wait we're doing sober vegan january that's good based on 15 minutes a day man and and andre behind this camera great 
Um, yeah, so January, I 15 think... 15 minutes a day, you know? My intention going into this, we're having the whole house go sober and vegan for, for 30 Dude, days. imagine for a second what you could build and create clear-minded the whole time, great sleep, positive intention. You will be even more explosive in your business and brand. <laughs> Jeff is like... You will be... Here's the thing. I mean, you already got it with the fitness stuff. You're already training like a machine. Imagine if you got the sleep and the, the no booze and then, you know, the not bad food or whatever for a while and were consistent. You would be a fucking machine. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's oh. going to be great. You were there, too, with, while training. Yeah, and that's for sure. The thing, like, beast that's, mode. That's why you need that, like, big goal and a foundation. Why? To, like... Me, keep you focused on it. Otherwise, you'll just be like, well, what's the point of this? I'm trying to get him to sign up for an Ironman with me. You should, man. Do you mean that, Lewis? You should do it. Why do you say that? <laughs> well, here's the thing. Spencer's I don't know about Ironman. Ironman's Ironman kind of long. Yeah, it is kind of fucking kinda, long, man. It's, it's a 120-mile bike, crazy. a two-mile two swim, and yeah, a fucking crazy. marathon. Why don't, you start, why don't you start with a half marathon? There we go. A 12-miler. And say, like we're going to do the half marathon and start with that. Like, you know train. why? Because I've never been one to just dip my toe in the water. <laughs> it's true. I jump into that shit. <laughs> then Yo, so, hey, can I get a, a voiceover role, please? Can I go back out for a voiceover? I want to jump in. <laughs> Nick Kroll, watch out. Can we get Nick Kroll on? We'll try it. Nick Kroll, I love you. Someone, someone clip this and tag him on Instagram. Come on, I'm on, on impulsive. That's um, why I want him to do the Ironman, though. That's why. That's why you I'm would get into a meditative state because you have to go. go yeah. That well, place. you were explaining earlier about marathons and how life's mm -hmm. a marathon. It is a marathon. The amount man. of learning that you takes will, place. Oh my gosh! I just did this uh, 33 hour mountain climb. 33 hours. I saw that. 22 times. Or no, not 20. It was uh, 22 miles up a mountain. Oh my god! 33 hours straight. We took about a three and a half hour sleep. Uh, you go a mile and a half straight up, take a gondola down, and you just do it on repeat 17 times up, 22 miles. And uh, it was 33-hour endurance experience for me, my first endurance event beyond a 5K. Why you do that? Because I realized that like, every year I need a challenge for myself physically. I need to do something that challenges me, otherwise I'll get complacent. And I learned so much in the mind while doing this. 33 my, First off, my body was a wreck for about a month. But it was... Uh, <laughs> it was I was more proud of myself on the last climb finishing than anything else I've ever done because it was so daunting of a task. And I had to focus on one step at a time, which is so hard for me because I just want to be done. Let's get this thing done. Let's finish. You got to go one step at a time, 33 hours. It was not fun. <sighs> it really is. It really is great doing that that one large physical thing. Like this fight Boxing, this year yeah, it's great was great for me it just taught me so much about myself and how much i actually did like the regiment of training my one concern with the iron man is the amount of training so that it much. takes to be able to successfully do an iron man so if much. i did it which i'm i think i'm going to Ooh. just because i cannot die on this planet without having done an iron man yeah if i did it i would attempt to Put it like a month after my fight. So I'm training for the fight and I'm already going to be in crazy ass shape. And then I'll have a month to kind of like spin that into mm -hmm. Ironman training, not yeah. so much focused on boxing. But it's just a lot. Start with a marathon, man. How long did it take you to finish yours? What was it, 12? Yeah, 12 and a half. 12 oh, hours. Oh, man. That's yeah. a lot. <sighs> Screw that. I just don't know about all that. Yeah. Is there a guest you've had on that at, at the end you are just like... Wow, blown away. Blown away. Uh, a lot of my guests. Um, 
I had this guy recently, uh, Dr. Joe Dispenza, on. You probably know about him, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. He was mind-blowing, and that just that episode blew up. He just talks a lot about mindset and stuff and our body and mind connection. Um, you had Kobe on, bro. Kobe on was actually probably the most mind-blowing because I had no clue what to expect. Have you met Kobe before? Uh, no, uh, but he shows me a lot of Kobe's practices. Dude, I, uh, I mean, here's the thing. Kobe is a – talk about a freak yeah. in a good way. This guy is – I got a, you know, and Colin, shout out to Colin for setting up the interview. Is that how you got it? Yeah. Colin set it up. Why is it Where's Kobe, Kobe uh, <laughs> We're working on it. We're working on it. We're working. Yeah, Kobe's it up was, next. Uh, yeah, we'll, okay. we'll get there. It was amazing because I get there, I don't know, at 6.30 a.m. in the morning at his office in the OC um, to go set up with the cameras and everything. And there's only there's one person that lets us in the office. There's no one else there. We're walking around trying to find a good place to set up. He's never really done like a live video interview at his office. So I find the set. It's live? Uh, I mean, like recorded, uh, uh, recorded video. Yeah. And um, we go in there and all of a sudden I like walk past this big glass like office that's dark. And in the back of the office, I walk past it. I didn't see anything. But on the way back, I noticed Kobe sitting in the back, lights off, just like looking up, no screens on, just like. I don't know what he was doing, but he was just like visualizing about what life, uh, what he's going to create in the world. He was just sitting there like dreaming is what it looked like. And I asked the the office manager, I was like, is he in here pretty early every day? She's like, yeah, he gets here. He's the first one here 6 a.m. every day before anyone else. And he gets up at 4 a.m. to work out with his daughter. And this is after 20 years of playing in the NBA, winning championships, being one of the best of all time after he's retired. And he was the nicest, most kindest person that I've had on. One of the nicest. Like I was expecting, I wasn't sure if it was going to be weird or what. He was so kind, so giving of his time and his answers. He was talking about love. He was talking about his vision. He was talking about a lot of stuff that he never talked about. And it was really cool. He was really nice to me and I wow. really appreciate it. But his, his still, he's run a marathon. He had a 20-year career, one thing, and now he's like, I want to be the greatest storyteller in the world because that's what's going to change the world. He huh. goes, being the best storyteller and making stories, that's his whole mission in life because that's what transforms people's lives when they hear and see stories. So what does that mean? Did making he, movies, making cartoons, oh, okay, okay. podcasts, okay, okay. series, you know, yes. all these things. So being a storyteller, filmmaker, TV shows, all that stuff. He's a legend. He's a, even after all these years, he's still, he still wants to be the best. He's like committed. And that's a, and again, he's got, he's got this big goal, but he's got this foundation of why. And I think that's what allows him to reinvent himself. Can you tell you what that was? You got to listen to the episode. I like that. I like that. Where can, where can they listen to your podcast? Uh, School of Greatness, the School of Greatness on iTunes, Spotify, uh, Pandora, all the all the places, podcasts are at School of Greatness. And you like you got a documentary coming out? Can yeah, you I got talk a documentary. I just filmed a, my first documentary. It's called Chasing Greatness. I just pitched it to Netflix, so I'm looking to. Did oh, you catch oh. it? You have to watch it. I think you did. I think you caught I it. I think he got it. You're a pretty fucking dope guy. I think huh? you I wrestled it, it down. That's it, pretty man. nice guy. Well, I think uh, you know, I don't want to spoil the whole the whole documentary. I was telling Spence about uh, it's kind of like a remake of. Uh, the secret. It's kind of like a newer version of like what the secret was 15, mm. 20 years ago. Real quick um, for those, for those who haven't watched the secret or know about that, like, could you yeah. explain from your perspective, the law of attraction, how you stumbled upon it, what it is to yeah. you? I mean, 
That could be a whole. I other think the episode. secret and the law. <laughs> of yeah, I think the secret and the law of attraction in general is like what you think you'll create. You know, if you're thinking like. I want to be the best entertainer in the world, then you'll start to manifest that. In the simplest terms, I think where uh, some people miss out on the secret and the law of attraction is they just say, I'm imagining checks coming to my to my uh, mailbox because I want to be make more money, but they don't couple it with action and a game plan. So I look at it like, yes, let's attract what we want through our thoughts and start putting an intention out there and being very intentional about our actions to manifest it. So putting in the work. So... Mm-hmm. Uh, I kind of did like a remake version of The Secret with like where The Secret had a lot of spiritual thought leaders. This is a lot more like mainstream kind of credible uh, leaders in business and sports. And um, we'll see. But I think, um, you know, chasing greatness, I think a lot of us are chasing something. You know, we're chasing to be the best or we have been. We're chasing to be the biggest vlogger in the world, the biggest entertainer in the world, to make the most money, to build the biggest business. And I think when you learn The Secret... Um, you stop chasing greatness and greatness starts chasing you. And that's the key is how do we become the version of ourselves where everything starts chasing us as opposed to us chasing it. Mm, I like that. I like that a lot. And that's why I think you have an opportunity as a marathoner and an Ironmaner of life to set a clear intention of what you're going to build and manifest and let it start coming to you easier. Yeah. And by by slowing down, by being you know doing the stuff that Spence is talking about, and uh, and manifesting and attracting it, as opposed to I gotta grab it, I gotta get it, I gotta put it out there, you know, just like you're gonna create what you need to, you're gonna have the action plan, and it's gonna happen. What do you what do you think a goal? Uh, obviously, it comes from Logan, but what do you think a cool goal would be for the entire team for you know, this year? Something to- that um something I think is. You know, because I watch your stuff every now and then. I, I, you know, obviously don't watch everything, but I see what you're doing. I follow you guys, and um, I think what is missing, if you're just asking my opinion, I'm just one man, is a greater purpose to serve. You did a little bit after um, the whole incident. You like created, I think, like a short film or some interview series about stuff. But I think this 2019, you should say we have a a business a maverick goal to impact this many lives to donate this much to this to uh you know create a collective movement that is not about making money about making an impact and i don't know what that would look like if it's donation based if it's service based of you guys using your time your resources but something to give back to the world in a bigger way than just how can we make more money and build our empire how can we serve as well and i think when you find that you serve more you're going to make more. So that's my one person. No, I like it. I love it. It's on the agenda. That's how much I love it. It's happening. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Cause yeah. It's like, what's the movement we're creating to give back. It is the one thing we are clearly missing in this operation. And you'll feel so much more fulfilled. The team will rally behind this mission and like you'll all make more money and be bigger. I don't even like, and I mean this, I don't really give a fuck about money, dude. It just, I have been fortunate enough to make a lot of money cause I do what I love. Yeah. Like, if I, if I lost all my money at the end of the day, strip me down, I'm a fucking kid who came from a tree in Ohio. Like, I don't need it. Like, great, I'll pick up another camera and start making videos. That's yeah. what makes me happy. Um, th- that sounds like a dope documentary, bro. Uh, before we sign off, speaking of documentaries, Chasing Greatness, I want to ask you just one question. So we, we made a doc as well. What's it's, it about? It's coming out soon. It's about, um, this is like, I don't know, the shape of the earth, which is what, by the way? Uh... Round? Round. Yeah. Interesting. 
Circle? Flat? I don't know. Interesting. What did you say about the... Is it flat? The F word right there? (laughs) Something to consider. Thank you guys for watching the Impulsive Podcast. This was fun, man. Lewis Howes, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you, bro. It's a blast. Of course, of course. Subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. iTunes, Spotify, YouTube. We're doing an audio-only Q&A with Lewis, uh, which is audio-only after the visual ends. So, yeah, guys, have an amazing holiday. We have Farrah Abraham coming on Friday, so you do not want to miss that one. Uh, With that said, I will see you next time. Take it easy, fam. Peace. Lewis, don't fucking move. I'm here. Stay, but don't move. Whatever you do. <laughs> My laptop died, so I don't, I can't see, but I guess I could ask you some questions that I'm actually curious about. Are you dating? Are you in a relationship? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dating or yeah. relationship? Yeah, I got a girlfriend. Yeah. she. How long you been with that girl? Four and a half years almost oh, now. Oh. Yeah, she lives with me. We're, yeah. Oh. It's a thing. Where do you live, by the way? West Hollywood. Yeah. Okay. West Hollywood. Yeah. So Logan's. Are you dating I, anyone? Did, huh? <laughs> So he's he's got an interesting opportunity that he tweeted about. Oh, an opportunity to well, he's looking <sighs> for some love. Oh, I okay. think that's, yeah. And now he's considering hosting a bachelor, like our own your bachelor. own version of bachelor. What do you think <laughs> oh of that? Oh my gosh! I think it's pretty funny. This is Jeff. That you brought it up. Have you talked to your brother? Yeah, Jake said he's he. Jake goes. I'm in the middle of producing the same exact thing. Really? And like the one thing I can think is like, there's levels to this shit, dog. <laughs> like, like you're genuinely like looking for love. Like that's, that's cute. You're genuinely looking for love, or is no? It I'm not. Spencer, stop saying that. You are. The no, I'm not. See, he's defending. No. He's defending. I'm not. I don't. I'm not looking for love. I can't be in love right now. I fell in you love. You said this before you, you, your last girlfriend, right? And then you're like, I can't stop it. No, bro. I, for me. If I'm going to be in love, it's not because I'm looking. It's like, dude, I I love love, but also I hate love. I hate oh, being in love. I have things to do. I can't be, I can't be in love. Right? It's so distracting. <laughs> but sometimes you just get but that helps swept you off down. your feet. It did help me. It, it was connect. so necessary. Why did, it, why did it end? I thought you guys were like putting it out there in the world of how much you loved each other and walking around with pigs. and. Um, she, what happened? I, I, I can't. Have you even talked about this openly? I don't even nah, know. Nah, somewhat. I, I also can't really say. I've uh, on your end. What it, ha- what happened? Wish it's just not uh, even uh, <laughs> like like. Well, I well, I'm being. When did it end? I'm being weird because literally today, I got reprimanded by her talking about our relationship, um, and look at me doing it again. <laughs> you haven't said anything. I brought, yeah, when I did it end? Take the credit for that. Uh, couple, two two three months ago. But you guys were like, I thought you were like fully in love. Like fully. Yeah. What happened? I mean, in your opinion, with what you're allowed to say, what went wrong on your end? In the mo- in the most, don't talk about her. Yeah, what went wrong on your end? In the most basic way possible, I am not emotionally available enough and cannot provide her with the things she needs in a relationship. Mm. Not talking about, like I'm talking about, like I. I am a very busy, focused, yeah. determined yeah. young man. Little time. Who at 23 years old, like, yes, being in love and having a girlfriend is great. It's not my focus. Mm-hmm. I, I, You're building a brand. Exactly. You're building a mission. You're I'm, building on, a- I'm on opera- Operation Takeover right yeah. now. And, yeah. and uh, being in love was great. It happened. Swept me off my feet. And by the way, was so necessary and crucial for my growth this year. Mm-hmm. Probably the most important human being in my life this year. Did it help you a lot overcome those challenges? It helped me a lot is an understatement. Really? It is, like I said, literally the most important human wow. being of my life this year. Wow. Um, you still miss her? 
Of course. Yeah, but... Would you want to still be with her if you could? If if I was capable of being in a relationship, right, right. sure, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm just not. I just gotcha. So if you're if you're unable to be in a relationship, and you're folk, you want to focus on a, business. Are you going to create a bachelor show? You can be in a relationship while focusing on business. How great is that? Yeah. But what would your? But then the girl at the end is going to be with you and be like, uh, "You're oh, yeah, not no, available. Not available. Like I got, I got. Yeah, it's hor- yeah. Yeah, that's the disclaimer. Hold on a second. You've got to be like, oh, I really want to find everyone. Girl. Calm down. Why do I need to be the bachelor? You could produce it and have someone else be the bachelor. It's like well, Spencer. Why can't I do that? I'm already dating though. I've already because people want to watch you. Spencer found love, man. He sucks. I found because love. people want to. They want to watch you. <laughs> they, they, yes. They want to watch you, yeah, right? Yeah, this is uh, internal. This is a struggle. Uh, I also think, like, man, I'm a weird date. Like, because well, I'm weird. Like, not, I don't. People like weird. I can't really talk to girls my age. There's one I found recently who's, like, who I actually can, like, connect with. Mm. The only girl, by the way, under the age of 25, 26 that I, like, can vibe with. I just don't. I don't operate I'm on a level that most girls do because I'm weird as fuck and I'm like You're driven. I'm that guy. But also I'm driven and like intellectual and just this weird balance of like blah blah blah. blah. So Lewis, where do you think you should like you've been dating for over four years? Yeah. So in your twenties, where should you be looking to find that or to create that? In my twenties, I was just looking to have fun. Yeah, you know, bro. I think uh, it happens. Yeah, but bro. I was, you know. But I was a guy who was uh, from the Midwest where everyone was looking to be in a relationship in their oh. mid-20s, right? In Ohio. It's oh, like yeah. if you're not married by 27, you're weird. Yep, yep. And uh, I just had a different mission. You know, I went off to play pro football for a while. And then when I was 24, 25, I was sleeping on my sister's couch because I was broke and got injured. And, um, and then I was just like, I need to make something for myself before getting in a relationship. Maybe I could have done both. And I dated girls a little bit, but I felt like I always outgrew them quickly. Like it was great for seven months, and then I was like, "I'm bored." Are you like that with a lot of relationships in your life? And don't lie. Yeah, I mean, if the relationships not not re- no, I'm not even talking about just girls. If do the, you outgrow the people around you quickly? All the time, and it's I hate saying that, but I also want to grow with people. Yeah. Now I have relationships and friends from the past that I still hang out with, but who maybe aren't like growing as fast or whatever, or working on growth, but they're just good people, and I like them in my life. But there are so many relationships where I've just, we just kind of lose touch because they're doing different things and I'm building my thing. So I think, take this with a grain of salt. I think the next girl that I get in a relationship with is going to be my the wife. One. Really? Yeah. I like, I, that's, that's how serious I take that. Like, a, like a relationship, like you are my girlfriend. I don't, quite honestly, and this, is, this could get like backlash, I don't really understand the point of, relationships if you don't think you're going to marry that person why am i devoting all my time to you and telling you i love you and i think about you every second of every day if i don't think you are the one and i'm sure there's answers to that question one of which is i'm gonna i'm gonna say right now i found this out this year is uh it's good for you it's good for your experience as a human being uh to learn to love and to be loved it's great for you Mm -hmm. i just i don't know i'm I'm fairly confident do you think do you think you'll um be able to achieve the goal of being the biggest entertainer in the world uh, single, or do you think you'll have to be married in order for that to happen? I think I could do it single, but I think the girl who I end up being with um, will also be a powerhouse of a female who in her own regard 
not even ne- entertainment necessarily, could be a girl dominating the philanthropy industry will will complete me. Right. She will complete me. It'll be a full 360-degree circle of fucking awesomeness. Yeah. So I think I saw uh, something Will Smith was talking about on uh, the Red Table Talk show that he did, that he was like, I knew that if I was just dating a bunch of girls, I would never be as big as if I had like one focus. Oh, so he was fueled almost by the allure of being in a relationship that could make him. He knew that like, if he was not in a committed, like long-term marriage with the right person, not just like picking anyone, but it had to be the right person. Like he would then just be chasing and it would distract him from his mission of being like the biggest star and being the best, Mm. you know, creator that he could be. So there's something there. I think it's like, I, I had a revelation the other day came up with three things that my future wife is about. Ooh, what is that? Let's hear them. One, my future wife, I'll probably say this again. My future wife is currently in a relationship. Mm. Can just feel it. I know it. My future wife will hate me at first. She will despise Logan Paul. And then when I get to know her. (laughs) Number three. She will not let me smash within the first month. Oh, and that's going to make you wonder even more. Oh, that's every relationship I've yeah. been in. That's been the case. They make me wait. And and then and this is important because then you realize you're like, look, look at your hands. You're like, wow, I'm hanging out with this person because I really like them. Mm-hmm. Not not because of the sex. This, oh no. Oh no. I'm What's scared. happening? Oh no. And then if the sex is good. <laughs> <laughs> Picture wrap. Wrap it up. <laughs> wrap it up and picture wrap. Yeah. Those are my three rules. That's cool. Um, all right. Audio Q&A only over. Like and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you again, Lewis House. Appreciate it. Take it easy. Bye. Yeah.